hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Howdy, hey there, friends and neighbors. This is Mark Hershon, and you are listening to Epi 87 of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Just 12 episodes left until we hit number 100, which will mark the end of season one. What can I say? Long seasons, kind of like the winters in Game of Thrones. In addition to a barrel full of podcast clips this episode, I had a fascinating chat with Jeffrey Welchman. I announced last week that GW was folding up the tent on his inverse delirium four-year-old podcast, which he has now done. I thought it might be insightful to find out what led him to that decision, and it is, so we'll hear that in a little bit, in addition to his final message to the listeners that he posted this past week. We also have a burst of durst, a classic Henderson pants spot, the tweet sack segment, the 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 comedy podcast list, and of course, our obligatory nod, salute, or genuflect to the boys over at the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour podcast who just said goodbye to their seventh year in podcasting and happened to mention us along the way. I feel like we should do a second uh, anniversary show. Speaking of that, about uh, that's consisted of just the anniversary uh, shows. No, our references to Succotash and Succotash's references to us <laughs> over and over again. Right? Fantastic. Wouldn't that be funny? Well, that would be funny. Uh, and uh, in fact, I guess maybe we should uh, just read uh, the letter we got from uh, Mark Hirsch on Mark the host Hirsch. of Succotash uh, of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. Yay! Hello, boys. Hello, Mark. For some reason, regardless of all the wonderfulness you've conjured up in the past seven years. For some reason. I always remember the show you did in the car driving up from L.A. and then parked outside a studio in Sacramento (laughs) waiting to be let in because you arrived too early in the morning. (laughs) Don't ask me why. I guess that image of the two of you cramped and crammed in a car on a chilly pre-dawn morning. And it was cold. It was cold. It was yeah. cold. Even though the sun was coming up. On a pre-dawn morning in the state capitol made you seem more like one of us ordinary humans. And again, this is what I've always said, that at our best, we make up one complete person. Exactly. And that's a, what he said. ordinary saying. guy in the car. Uh, Mark goes on to write, congratulations. Great. Here's hoping one or the both of you start getting that seven-year itch. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. I actually uh, was thinking about the fact, wow, seven years right. of this show, uh, finishing my seventh feature film. Look at that. Uh Wrapping up seven years of dating Lily Holland. Wow. So if anybody's entitled to a seven year itch. <laughs> and I am. I am. I'm itching to make seven more movies. I'm Look itching to do seven more years of uh, of changing the way people listen to the internet. Look at that. And I'm in the, I may not be at the, the start of my relationship with Lily anymore, but we're in the middle of the beginning. As I like to say. So, uh, anyway, thank you, Mark Hershon. Yeah. And uh, just for playing, you get to uh, the home version of the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour <laughs> game, and you get uh, this little stroll down Sacramento's memory lane. From a secret location somewhere in America, this is your Chill Pack Hollywood, Hollywood Hour. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Dean Haglund, what does it mean that we are somewhere in a secret location? Why, it means, Phil, that we are in the parking lot of Ideek's Laboratories here in the City of Trees, Sacramento, California, or West Sacramento, California. It is, in fact, West Sacramento. We are just outside the security gate for the local CBS affiliate. And we'd be inside the security gate if we weren't three hours early for our <laughs> morning show. Uh, good morning, Sacramento. Good good day, Sacramento. Good day. Yeah, we we arrived early enough for good morning, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. We are supposed to be on good day, Sacramento. Right. Uh, the 10 o'clock hour is, is all for us. Right. Why well, couldn't it have been good afternoon, Sacramento? Because that would have been closer to our screening time. <laughs> Good Day Sacramento, though, is a is a much-beloved, much-watched show here in Sacramento. And I guess it's the top-rated news show and the top-rated morning show. It's all these things, and they're giving, I think, an entire hour over to us. We gave uh, two hours over to the fine local establishments here in West Sacramento because we did. We arrived so early. Google Maps said six and a half hours from a certain historic building in downtown Los Angeles right. to the CBS affiliate here in West Sacramento, and in, instead it was it was not even five and a half hours. <laughs> and I had, of course, padded an extra hour just in case. Right. But now that gives us the opportunity to sit in a parking lot and wait. With, while, where wait. public parking is prohibited. <laughs> right. But as you said, this is a podcast emergency. <laughs> right. To mark their anniversary, Dean Haglin and Phil Larness have just moved their operation over to Blog Talk Radio, which doesn't change things for the listener, but gives them a nice, solid production base. Their home site? Still chillpackhollywood.com. I just want to take a moment out for a friendly reminder that there are three ways, that's right, three ways to help us out here, to be a part of the show, really, when it comes to offsetting the cost of producing Succotash. Now, compared to a lot of other entertainment production, the costs aren't all that much. But considering that I'm footing the bill myself, it can get a little painful. Web hosting alone is $120 a year. Then there's equipment costs, software, and a myriad of other little expenses that add up. So, how can you help? The painless way is to just come to our home site, SuckatashShow.com, whenever you're thinking of going to Amazon.com to do some online shopping. If you click on the Amazon banner at the top of our page, you'll find yourself whisked instantly to their site, where you can conduct business as usual. The only difference then is that they shave off a little tiny bit from whatever you end up buying and send it along to us. The two more painful ways because you'll end up giving money directly to us, is to either click on the donate button, also at SuckatashShow.com, and give whatever you can, or click on the link to the Succotashery, where you can purchase some merch, and we'll make a little tiny bit from that. The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast List! All right. Time to take a look at Stitcher's Top 100 Comedy Podcasts and see which 10 shows have moved up or down the list the most in the past week or so. At number 37, Smodcast's Jay and Silent Bob Get Old has dropped 11 places. At 54, Jordan Jesse Go up 12 spots. At 56, This Week in Blackness Radio up 8 places. At 62, The Artie Lang Show has dropped 10 places. At 69, Harmon Town with Dan Harmon up 11 points. At number 70, Thrilling Adventure Hour, also up 11 places. At number 80, The Dana Gould Hour, up 23 spots. 
At 85, The Beige Phillips Show is up eight spots. At 86, Straight Out of Low Cash up six points. And finally, at 97, Nick DePaula's podcast has dropped seven points. And that is your rundown of... The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast List. All right, let's do clips. Back in Succotash Epi 53, I interviewed my friend and comedian Matt Weinhold, who had at the time been experimenting with a new podcast idea that he and buddies James Gonis, Sean Sheridan, and Larry Stroh, all Hollywood writers, had done on video where they drank adult beverages and talked about one main subject, monster movies. Well, now Monster Party is an ongoing thing, and in the most recent episode, the boys and guest Dana Gould sunk their teeth into vampire movies. In this clip, they ponder the origins of Blackula. At the beginning of Blackula, Dracula, who is, it is Dracula in the beginning. It is Dracula. 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 Yes. He goes, I christen, he was a a count in Africa. Right. Mm -hmm. And he he says, I christen you Blackula. And then he laughs and they cut to the credits. (laughs) Yeah. And I just wish they held a shot long enough for Blackula to go, ha, ha, ha. No, seriously, what is my name? (laughs) (laughs) That was came out in 1972. Count Chocula, don't no. even. Yeah. 1972. How about if I rename you uh, Fuck Offula? <laughs> you know, I've never seen the sequel, Scream Blockula Scream. Better. It on, it's better. Is I it have really? it on DVD at my house. Yeah, yeah. It's actually fun. It's actually like Pam Greer is this kind of voodoo priestess against Dra- against uh, Blockula. It's just kind of like voodoo and Blackula. It's pretty good. That's it's pretty cool. fun. And yeah. he does scream, so it does pay off. <laughs> right. Someone, yeah. someone should remake that. Remake Blackula. Oh, they will. So but they'll we, do it all wrong. It'll so, be like the yeah. Dark Shadows movie. Yeah. So, so yeah totally. we, are, we are all oh, fans. don't. We, we yes, are. no, no. <laughs> I, I believe that's your cue, Dana. <laughs> I Go ahead. I don't. Go ahead. Well, that, uh, if I was, I just assume the pitch meeting for the Dark Shadows movie went like this. I know all of you probably think I can't do something worse than Planet of the Apes. <laughs> well, hold off. <laughs> We're going to take everything that the people who know about this movie like and destroy it and then leave it for the people who don't give a shit. Yeah, like who was well, that movie that was for? Huge yeah. I've created a, a visual drinking game for the fans of Dark Shadows. <laughs> Every time you feel something die inside you. Yeah. That was that was absolutely a movie whose target audience was Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, who I bet who I bet never had to pay to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it made me love the Lone Ranger a little bit, just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, pretty god awful. <laughs> but the original show, though, the original Dark Shadows, which great vampire character. Yeah, though. he gave me a bunch of the uh, the original show, which I've watched a little bit here and there, and then started from when Barnabas it's shows fantastic. up, and it's so good, it's so good. Yeah, and even in those episodes where, boy, this is this this has been thirty minutes of somebody talking about something that something else somebody said that might happen <laughs> yeah you know and i love it and it's great and everyone's acting their ass off yeah yep. everybody tries really hard on that show yeah, yeah. and and also um if you if you get any of the dvds of the show 
Probably my favorite DVD is the bloopers. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Gosh, which is these live bloopers of all the stuff that's live TV. They can't stop down. So it's flies landing on people's noses and <laughs> yeah. paintings and like and furniture like, breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And like, people forgetting their forgetting, lines. Yeah, like oh, really yeah. forgetting and the lines. Trying, and they, they, they know they have yeah. this line. Yeah. And they're not sure what it's they're supposed amazing. to say. And they just start finding words. But they champion and, yeah. on. You they know? do. It's like, and, yeah. the, and those are great. Those are great glory it also things. shows like also the actors that will come and save your ass that will come in and go did you mean to say that- <laughs> <laughs> right it's oh, almost sorry. like a radio drama so you're holding a gun and pointing it at me <laughs> <laughs> you shot me and I'm dead now <laughs> go on up to heaven <laughs> I love that so much I was just listening again listening to Suspense last night. He's got a gun. He's coming at me with the gun. He's pulling the gun out of me. <laughs> oh, man, it'd be fun to be part of one of those discussions, right? Their home site is monsterpartypodcast.libsyn.com. And, of course, you can find them on iTunes. But you know what? They're not up on Stitcher yet, so still some place for them to go. This is Matt Weinhold, and you're listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. Suck it. Last week, I reviewed The Nerdist with Chris Hardwick and Jonah Ray. Matt Myra wasn't on that particular episode, where they interviewed director, actor, writer John Favreau, who has a new movie out that he both directed and starred in called Chef. In this clip, they talk about spoilers and puzzle over the etiquette of how long you need to wait before talking about a show. I don't ever remember before the last few years people being such dickheads about spoilers, spoilers, don't spoil anything. Because like yeah. they crave, it's so hard, these, these, these kinds of surprises are to be, you know, whatever endorphins are released in, that, in those moments are, are, are commodities. And now so when people don't get them, they <laughs> yeah. just fucking, they yeah. flip out. Yeah. And, I, and I understand it to a degree because people assume that I've seen everything the second it comes out. And right. so they'll, I'm sure they do this to you, tweeting like, hey, can't believe so-and-so turned up at the end there. And you're like, god damn it, I didn't Right, I know not to look. I mean, that's, that's also a, a, a skill and, a, and a, a, new, a new set of world skills, which is knowing when to look and when not to look and how deeply to read and to be able to actually have an automatic filtering system as you're scam- scanning over <laughs> things to know when to stop looking at something yeah. and not to get sucked into the void. Yeah. It started, I think, you know, with when I accidentally would, D- you know, DVR football games and then check Twitter and like, Oh no, 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 no good. Don't do that. And then it started turning into things like when like game of Thrones or, or walking dead or something. I didn't want to see too much. And I follow people who are funny because they go right after it. And oh, yeah. they make real, like Patton Oswalt's like great yeah. at, yeah. you know, either live tweeting or, or just reacting in a very, um, in a very sincere way uh, of somebody who's clearly speaking from the heart and not trying to fashion tweets to keep the feed going. Right. You yeah. know? Uh, and so he's, he, 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 and then he's a comic and a, and a, and a geek. So it's like, it, it, I, I particularly enjoy his, his reading his stuff. But I have to know. Don't don't look at it. Don't look at my feed unless I've done my job. And and then, but then the House of Cards happened. I was like, okay, can I say something? Out? Yeah. What, what's the statute of limitations on a on a binge dump yeah. on uh, on Netflix? Yeah, because people do that now when they release all the episodes at once. Everyone sees it. And you, it's hard to talk about TV shows that way because you never know where yeah. anyone else stands. 
It's just like it's like it's like oh, did you walk out in the middle of the movie? All right, well then I won't talk to you about the rest of the movie. Right, and so there's like there was a bit of a, everybody said that you get sort of like I guess till Tuesday if something was on the weekend or on a Sunday. Like there's <laughs> there's kind of acceptable half lives of spoilers that people accept. Like I'm in yeah. like I'm watching Homeland the last season. I'm half I'm almost done with the last season of Homeland, watching it on on um on demand, and I know that if I see a spoiler, it's it's on me. You know, you know, don't, don't, you know, it's like ruining St. Elsewhere. You know, it's like, uh, but there are other things where it's like, it's not, you know, if it's, if it's East West Coast time zone, that's not fair. You know, no, no, that part's not yeah, fair. Yeah. But, but we, we've talked about things in the podcast before that are years old. That people are like, hey, bro, spoilers. And we're like, yeah. Yeah, it obviously wasn't that important to you if you haven't hopped on that train in the last few years. So I do feel that... There, so I, I'm sure online there are some hard and fast rules. I just want a cheat sheet of like a spoiler cheat yes. sheet so that I can yeah. just send to someone and go, "Here's what you need to know." So that that's why <laughs> this is acceptable. And so I think like I think within six months I could sort of understand people get busy. Maybe they didn't catch up, but within six know. months, if it, if they haven't seen it yet, then they're not going to see fair. it. Yeah. that's not fair. Though. If they're six such fans, if they're going to get so upset, then like it's like watch it and don't like hold other people responsible for having seen it because they're real fans and saw it already. Yeah, I guess and they want to talk about it. Their home site is Nerdist.com, where they happen to have a spiffy new website for all the shows that appear in the Nerdist network. Now, as you might imagine, hosting and producing this show has exposed me to a lot of podcasts. Some great, some good, and some, well, not so great or good. Let's just put it that way. I subscribe to a bunch of the ones I really like, and I listen to them in between listening to all the ones I'm discovering, but if I clip just the ones I really liked all the time, that might get a little boring for you guys. One of my favorites, though, is Illusionoid, which is an improvised science fiction comedy podcast out of Toronto. I've interviewed the three guys, Paul Bates, Lee Smart, and Nug Nargang, the best name in podcasting, before and met them when they were in San Francisco for the SF Improv Festival last year. Haven't played them for a while, though, so here's a clip from their recent live episode from Comedy Bar in Toronto, along with their special guests, Craig Anderson, Ashley Camo, and Kyle Dooley of Bad Dog Theater. Commander, I, I, uh-huh. I have something to add. It's Captain, by the way. You're my commander. I might be. Probability drive. Thank you. I think the rest of the crew is nervous. Why? What makes you say that? Because one of them said they were nervous. Uh huh. I'm nervous. Paulson. Yes. You're not supposed to be nervous. You're you're the science officer. I count on you. That's correct. But uh, uh, in in times of medieval times, there was no science. What am I to do if we encounter medieval times? <laughs> That's exactly why you're here, Paulson. No draft. <laughs> oh. Hey, what the hell's going on? Ah, it's massage therapist, Johnson. <laughs> Anybody feeling uptight? Nope. No, hey, thank you. No, hey, thank you very much. I think Paulson here could use a neck rub. I could do with a bit of something. <laughs> oh, Christ. Paulson, meet me in the med bay. I got a bunch of angry hands that want to work out your knots. That sounded gross. It's how I live. All right, put the telemetry on the screen there, Henderson. Here we go! All right. 
Well, there's our destination on the fringes of the galaxy. Why, why, it looks like any other planet, except there's a lot of castles down there. Sure are. Zoom in on that one. Nice. That one seems suspicious. Set the coordinates. Nice. We're, we're going into a geosynchronous orbit. All right. Set it. Nice. Let's assemble the away team. Sure thing. Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. What's up? Okay. All right. Sorry, I was just really dialed into these knots. All right, that's fine. How, how you feeling, Paulson? I feel way better. You look a lot more relaxed. Sorry, I take pride in my work. Colonel! It's Captain. Listen, do you think it was wise to bring your wife on board and just leave her in the restaurant on this ship? Well, she's not my wife yet, but oh. I'm planning on proposing. <gasps> Does she know? Not yet. I do now. Ah. This has been on over the loudspeaker the whole time. <laughs> God damn it. I just wanted everyone to hear the massage. Hear the massage? It sounds like he has a lot of knots. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, just breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Okay. We're over the castle now, the ominous one. Should I take it down? Yeah, take it down. Let's assemble that away team first. Oh, let's get that away team. All right, so Henderson? Yeah, let's, locked let's in, six. baby. You're on board. Paulson, science officer? You know it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Charlie, can I come too, please? Gwen, uh, in order to, for you to come down, I'm going to have to make you an officer of the ship. Oh, I don't mind what you make me. <laughs> I'm going to make you officer hot. Done. <laughs> Is that her actual name? I'm confused. Yeah, it's H-A-A-T. It's French. Hot. Awesome. <laughs> All right, and of course... Should we take the waiter with us? Yes, the waiter's coming with us as well. Very well, your wish is my command. <laughs> Bring that wine list. We don't know what we're going to see down there. But of course. All right. All right, I'm going to take us down. We've landed. Wow. Could you roll out, like, the ramp thing for us? Nice. Nice. It's dead quiet. Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> You're Charlie, too? We're all Charlie. Whoa! That's all why we all use our last names. Exactly. Avoids confusion. My Charlie? Yeah. I'm scared. Don't be scared, Gwen. Okay. All right. <laughs> who there? Who? Who now? Who there? What metal orb is this that doth land upon the green? He's speaking medieval. Answer for yourselves, you silver-suited people. I've Careful, Thomas. Methinks they are gods. Gods from the sky. Could they be sky gods that we have read about in our literatures? That's oh, blasphemy! We pray no, but none to birth dirt gods. I, I, I'm versed in negotiations. All right, all right. See what you can do. Oh, definitely gods. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Nice job. Annihilated them. All right. I love those guys. Find them in all the usual downloady and streamy places, plus their home site, Illusionoid.com. As I have mentioned on this show before, when you go into iTunes to browse podcasts at random, you'll often find that the internet is littered with the bones of podcasts that didn't last very long, 
but the episodes are still kicking around. It takes a real commitment to hang in there. There's usually no money, trust me, especially at the beginning and often even after years of doing this. And it takes time to build an audience. Even then, other than the fire in your belly to push forward, there is very little incentive to keep going at this. Last episode, I mentioned how Jeffrey Welchman, the host and creator of the Inverse Delirium podcast, was hanging it up after four years. Because there are a lot of podcasters who listen to Succotash, I thought it might be interesting to get his perspective on his own show, how he got into it, what he got out of it, and why he's shutting it down. Civilians listening will also gain some insight into what goes into putting a show together. So here's my chat now with GW. I am uh, on the line via Skype with uh, Jeffrey Welshman at the Inverse Delirium Podcast, or what was the Inverse Delirium Podcast. That's what we're uh, here to find out about and to get into. The much-missed Inverse Delirium. See, already, the, al- already. Barely noticed Inverse Delirium. <laughs> mm. uh, you've caused a vacuum in podcast land by your absence. Yes, yes, I can feel the ripples spreading outward. <laughs> a disturbance in the force, as it were. Uh huh. First of all, let's uh, let's talk about uh, your podcast and and sort of what you've created over the last four years that you've been uh, putting it up on online. How did how did the Inverse Delirium podcast get started? It's it started because I wanted to do something in podcasting, and I had been listening to. Uh, Boy, this is 2010. Uh, late 2009, I listened to uh, um, Doug Benson's movie movie thing, whatever that was called. Doug Loves Movies. Yes, Doug Loves Movies. And uh, and Mark Maron had just started, and Kevin Pollack's show had just started. Ah, the chat, ch- Kevin Pollack's chat show. That's right, yeah. And I liked them all. And I wanted to do something, but I I wanted to do something with sketch. Um, I don't know why. I just made that decision, and I sat down and wrote a sketch, and it was kind of a very Python-esque thing uh, that became the walrus sketch in in our first show. Okay. And and so originally I thought it was going to be kind of like the Goon Show or, or the old Python albums or Firesign Theater, was another very big touchstone. Sure, love fires. All those guys. I, the, yeah. All oh, you know of, about kind, the Goon Show, too? Oh, yeah. All kind of heroes of mine. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. 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 So that was literally my first thought. It's like, wow, I could do a Goon Show? And I was, you know, I had visions of doing all the voices myself, and I, I quickly ran out of voices. <laughs> um, so, so then after, you know, sort of figuring it out for for a year where I really didn't listen to other podcasts much at all because I sort of wanted to let it develop. Then I started to sort of reach out to podcasters, you know, on the Facebook group that we were, we were in. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, no, oh, actually it, it evolved from being like a show that was kind of set in Baltimore, which I thought might, you know, give it a, an interesting hook. Sure. Um, to being kind of a, a sketch comedy that features a lot of podcasters. Um, somebody, somebody pointed that out in, in trying to describe the show on Facebook <laughs> or maybe in, in one of the reviews on iTunes or something. It's like, this is a great show that features a lot of podcasters doing sketches written by you know this guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Because, you know, initially I... I once I sort of started to look out out beyond Baltimore, 
and particularly when I hit Twitter, um, I started to ask, you know, bigger names. And Kevin Pollack was the first one that I got yeah. on the show. And that was just really pure luck and good timing. And he was <laughs> great, you know, good, great sport. And so he did a sketch. And uh, then, and then, you know, some, some, to me, you know, huge names. Wendy Liebman was on the show. Sure. Um, you know, Tom Chaluz, a great, great comic, all sorts of good people. Louis Black was on the show, but that was that was a total fluke. That was the <laughs> one instance where I had an inside, you know, inside contact. Oh, okay, yeah. To to him. So, and he was just very, very generous to give, and give our, us some our, time. Our own Joe Polino so, was on on the show. Yes, and of course you and um, Dean many ha- many Dean podcasters Hagen, you friend, know. Our friend Dean, Dean Hagland. Yeah. Um, Monica, yes. Monica Hamburg from uh, Dazed and Convicted, yeah. Mike Sains, who's in lots of uh, podcasts, yeah. and uh, who else? Oh, Ed, Ed Wallach, sure, of course. absolutely. Um, and uh, God, yeah, the list goes on. So yeah. I hope that's a roundabout answer to your yeah, question. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly what I was looking <laughs> for. So, so then what sort of happened? You, you've, you, you hit your four-year mark. And as you as you had put it to me on Twitter, you said you sort of had lost the spark. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think a number of things sort of conspired together. Um, in the last couple of months, I had just had a lot of trouble with booking. You know, mm, yeah, just lining people up and then getting them to do the sketch and get it to me on time. For for some reason, it had just gotten harder for. A couple of months like two people didn't come through after agreeing to do voices and then um i i, I wrote about this on my blog I, I i was gonna get the zombies on my show like the the original oh, really? zombie pop group the, wow the okay rod argent and and uh, colin blunstone the singer and I, I really like actually waited for that yeah. you know because they were on tour and, and, you know, that kind of thing. I was going to try and meet up with them in Virginia, but it just didn't come through. And that kind of took the wind out of my sails in a way that, you know, other guests, it just didn't because they're, they're a huge, you know, musical influence on me. I was a musician once upon a time. And, um, and, you know, the more I thought about it, I had already sort of put the show off a couple of weeks by that point. Right. And I thought, well, it's the fourth anniversary. I'll put it off till the end of the month, and I'll put out a show. And I had a couple of sketches and pieces, um, and I just didn't. I every time I thought about putting the sketches together, I I just felt nah, maybe I'll give it another day or two. <laughs> and sort, so sort of like podcast. Yeah, you, you had podcast block, is what that is. Pod, I did. It's like writer's I did. block. Pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pod block, sketch, sketch block, or something. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, you know, I've yeah, I've I've oftentimes had uh, similar uh, feelings uh, in trying to get interviews for for Succotash because, you know, I I have no problem with uh, a lot of our podcast friends are happy to be on the show, happy to co-host yeah. and everything. And every time I would go after some of the bigger guys that I know, I mean, these are friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I just can't nail them down to do an interview, and it, it's a, a bit maddening. Um, not, you know, not that they should do me a favor, but just to me, the podcast community is sort of a community 
And yeah. you know, you, you know, it's like if your, your neighbor says, Hey, can you come over and help me put my fence back up? Yeah. You go put your help your neighbor with put the fence back up. And so, well, exactly. That was the reason that I started, I just became so focused on podcasters because they were more likely to say yes, mm-hmm. you know, because they're familiar with the format already and they're, you know, we're all podcasters and stuff. And yeah, we've learned how to use microphones and talk and yeah. do all the, all the necessary, uh, uh, equipment and, and information is at our fingertips. Right. That's what I found. The podcasters and comedians were most likely to say yes. I mean, I tried to get a couple of TV guys, um, and that sort of didn't work out because suddenly you had to go through agents, and it just didn't seem like a big priority. And, um, you know, I don't want to name names, so <laughs> it just <laughs> it well, you, just yeah. it goes that way. And yeah. then in, in the the other thing, you know, just that I had written sketches for four years and kind of felt like I'd proved my point, you know, yes. with the podcast. Yeah. And if it was going to go on in its current current form, it, it just wouldn't – it was too much work. It really was. <laughs> Things that, you know, at my my beloved day job really have have picked up and I just can't spare the time that I did. Um, so, so all of that sort of came together and I felt like, Hey, you know, this is maybe a good, a good point to, to get off the ride, you know? Yeah. And even when you mentioned it to me on Twitter, uh, you know, my talking to you, I don't think I ever, uh, you know, said, Hey, you you shouldn't stop. You should keep going. It really is. Mm. You need to kind of stop and examine and things like that. I mean, uh, um, Travis and Brandy Clark ran into the same sort of, uh, loss of spark as they were kind Mm. of rounding on their episode 100 and i ended up in a twitter chat with travis and again i didn't say you should keep going but i said really look at what you're doing and what you want to be doing and things like that and they kind of found a way to get back into it in a different way um i've had this i haven't even reached my hundredth episode yet and i've had all sorts of sort of uh should i keep doing this it's like what am i you know where's this going and i was getting tired of having to listen to so many podcasts and do clips and then uh, you know, I was lucky that uh, Tyson Sainer came along and, you know, I've made him my associate producer because he does a great job of getting clips, some that I ask him to go get and then he, he'll he just harvest his own. Uh, yeah, and, and that really that is, is the best. Yeah. And that's really helped me out because with my day job, same as you, uh, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it keeps me really busy and yeah. it's very hard to not just, you know, listen to the podcast, but then take the time to find that three to five minutes and clip it out and everything else. <sighs> yeah. See, that's what makes your podcasts a little bit more like mine and and you know i mean when you figure that you're doing you know 15 to 20 hours to produce a 15 minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> something's got to give uh yeah I especially mean, I, when there's no sponsorship there you yeah know, there's no money and it's uh it's great to have people that, that enjoy your show but then you look at your numbers compared to some other podcasts that are out there that quite frankly are not that great and, oh, I know. And you're yeah. just going, well, how I can see if it's a comedian or something like that. But there's some podcasts that are pretty high up getting great numbers. And I'm going, what are they doing that either I'm not doing or some of the other podcasts we're familiar with that, you know, have some legs to them are not mm. doing. And yet they're getting these pretty phenomenal numbers. At least it seems phenomenal. It's kind of hard to tell how, yeah. how anybody's doing. It is. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I had struggled with that, too. You know, I'd gotten to a place where. Um, and I will name numbers. Um, <laughs> I had gotten to a place where I'm basically, you know, getting around 800, 
um, to to a thousand uh, downloads in in two weeks. Uh huh. You know, so that's sort of my my window of like how good a show is doing. Yeah. Um, so and with Grammar Girl, that was sort of like instantly took off, and instantly we had a thousand downloads, and and that was a big deal f- for the show. And then you sort of realize, well, that's you know maybe. <laughs> I could push it up another, you know, 500, another 1,000 downloads maybe over the next year. Or maybe I'll get lucky with some guest stars and go even higher. But it's such a small yeah. audience at, at, at the end of the day. And, and I think a lot of my audience was, was other podcasters. And so that means that maybe, uh, you know, this is, is just not going to go any further than it, yeah. than it is, you know. Yeah, and, and and it was kind of inside baseball too, because I was making fun of of other podcasts like, <laughs> or you know, Radio Lab and and the the history, you know, what you forgot about history sort of stuff. And yeah, I've, yeah, I think it's um, it's it, it really is. I think at a certain level of of doing this, it is really. Are you getting just sort of satisfaction out of it? Like you said, you you did you've done four years of writing of sketches. Mm. Uh, prove to yourself you can write sketches you know you know how to put them together and now is the final product something that's giving you satisfaction and you know if i have five listeners as long as i'm enjoying doing what i'm doing i don't really care yeah uh, you know uh, but if i'm in it to get listeners and i'm in it to get sponsors and stuff like that well i've been doing mine for a little over three years now and you know uh, if that was what the end result was I'm looking for at the moment, I just hang it up because it's like, well, mm-hmm. uh, like, like you, I think the majority of my listeners are podcasters as well, which is great. I love, I, I really do love the community. I mean, I've gone to the, you know, the LA podcast festival both years it's been running and yeah. it's great to, to put faces with names and then be able to hang out with these people and have this great commonality. I mean, it truly is a community. That's true. And I felt the same way when I went to the New York one, the first one, because I met Adam Spiegelman and I met Jackie Cation and and um, you know s- some people who ended up being on the on my show, but I, I met the guys who make the truth and saw their you know live show and stuff. And it is it's really it's neat to see other people doing their thing, you know, and to feel like wow, this is sort of a community. Right, but it would be like Kiefer Sutherland staying and wanting to do another season of Twenty Four because other TV show people like watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the audience is is very tiny for for what we're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I again understand why you're doing. Just wanted to, you know, I thought it'd be mm-hmm. I thought it'd be instructional for you know, because I have a large podcaster audience and a lot of the uh, we have shared audience. I think a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think they'd just be interested to hear, you know, your thought process about why, you know, what's going on. Because I think for a lot of them, you know, they get past a certain number of episodes and they go, okay, I'm in it. Things are happening. And now what's the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope I don't sound gloomy at all because I, I don't feel it. I feel, I mean, already I feel like, wow, I did that. How yeah. did I turn those out twice a month? <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know, all the people involved and stuff. Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm, you know, Betty and I, my wife and I, Betty was a big sort of, you know, the silent partner of the show. Who yeah. Came up with ideas and titles for the show. And she, you know, she and I talked about, you know, is this the end? You know, does it have to keep going? You know, that kind of thing. And. Once you decide that, well, it's really okay for this 
to finish because it it was really fun and involving and we met lots of people in Baltimore and we met people you know on Twitter and stuff and and people I hope we we keep in contact with and you know and then the thought turns to well do I want to do something else yeah, I mean, look. Let's look. You at, know, you know, you know, Jabs uh, from uh, new, uh, from Australia, who does the D head factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, has kind of shifted gears, and I haven't talked to him in a while. He's actually been working on. You know, he's gotten very healthy lately, and really in shape, and running a lot of races and stuff. But you oh. know, he, he started doing the Boganwood series, which was a totally different. Oh, thing. right, the story thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was a totally different thing, and you know, kind of stepped away from the D head factor. Um, and really sort of got into this whole thing about, you know, directing uh, what he thinks of as sort of directing these episodes, although it's, it's you know, really a narrative uh, that he mm-hmm. writes and, and produces. Um, so, yeah, I think there are different things out there. And like I said, when I said, you know, when I've threatened that you'll be back. Uh, <laughs> yes, threaten the, the <laughs> podcasting community at large. He'll be back, people. That's right. You just watch out. Uh, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't the, with the intention that you'd come back with the inverse delirium. It would be mm. that be, because you've produced this very creative product and clearly, I mean, you've written all these different sketches that why not come back with a different sort of thing? Maybe a continuing storyline of some sort. I mean, this whole medium is still so ripe for doing something different. I mean, we, you know, we're talking a little bit about, you know, some of these podcasts kind of come out of nowhere and get all these numbers. And I keep Mm. pointing to, um, welcome to night Vale. Oh, night Vale, Of course. Uh, I mean, that was a totally different, great, mystery success i know and just jumped up and has done phenomenal phenomenal numbers and you know now they've got a live tour and they've got a book coming out and all this you know wonderful stuff it is it's it's astonishing and mystifying all at the same time Uh, i think a lot of people scratch their heads over that one yeah Um, yeah Um, and i do i i i i listened to it a couple of times and i'm like this is very distinctive it's well produced, and you know, okay, good for them. Uh, yeah, I feel the same That's way. Not I mean, something I, I, I listen I, to. You know, I I subscribe to it, and I I listen faithfully for I don't know, probably a couple of months, and I still download it, and I still enjoy it if I when I think to listen to it. But it's not like ah, I gotta stay with this thing. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't. I it it just it. I, I keep thinking, where's the gag? Because <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I, I feel like it's 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 going to be funny at some point and it just never quite goes beyond interesting territory for me, but you know, yeah, but it has a huge audience and yeah, you know, yeah, that's the humor, thing. <laughs> humor is very subjective. So clearly it's found a vein that's out there, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, so as you move ahead, uh, you know, keep us in the loop, let us know what's going on. Cause I, I think you do have a lot of, uh, a lot of listeners that uh, enjoy what you do and sure, you know, maybe a lot of them are podcasters, but I think as we're all trying to figure out this formula of what it is we're doing and how long can we do it and what does it really, what does it really all mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I, and I think it's, it's probably an interesting time because we're getting beyond the, the shows that were started with you know gimmick okay this is the show where we talk about the first time we had sex or this is the podcast where we talk about the first time we had a job or you know our first job or our first or some dream or or this is this is a bunch of my buddies and we hang around god forbid the microphone (laughs) (laughs) and i think i think it's like any you know sort of 
maturing form and and I hope that different things start start happening than you know just chat shows you know I think stuff. they will you know if you look at things like these short the, these um, deliberately short series like the Andy Daly show mm. uh, you know where they did eight episodes and out you know where it was this the pilot podcast where they did yeah. eight, eight distinctly different pilots based on characters that Andy had done on comedy bang bang right um, right. You know, I think that's probably where a lot of this is going to lie, where we're going to see something very akin to television and cable, where we, we begin to see episodic things show up with long arcs to them, perhaps, you know, maybe seasons after seasons of things. Maybe yeah. this, maybe more like the BBC, where you see one or two seasons that are phenomenally successful, and then they just go away because, you know, the, the people that are making it say, OK, now I'm moving on to my next project. I've, I'm done with that one. That's right, and and then you've got, but but with podcasting, I think the issue is going to be storage. I mean, in I I honestly don't know if Inverse Delirium is going to be available after say six months or something, because once yes. Libsyn takes it off the hosting server, then maybe it'll linger on iTunes for a while. But I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, keep the account right. going f forever and stuff. So it's like. It's it's episodic and it's not as permanent, I think, as we all felt when we when we started out thinking this is going to be out there forever, you know. And that's <laughs> here true. goes my my claim in the digital territory or something. That's true, but but for your own for your own sanity and peace of mind, you should get a you know get a solid state hard drive and put all your episodes on it and just tuck oh it, I do tuck yeah. it away somewhere. I do have them. Yeah, okay, good, good. And um, I I also want to thank you for I mean I. It did help me a little bit um, with the process, your suggestion of, of saying goodbye. So I did oh, a little good. quick, um, you know, three-minute podcast saying, you know, this is what's happening and thank you. And, and, you know, thank you to anybody out there who's listened and thank you to you, Mark, and everybody who participated. It was just, it was really, really cool. Great. Well, it's it's been great having you on here and uh, on on the the pod waves. And I will pull down that goodbye episode and play it uh, to tag this uh, this little interview. How about that? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. All right, GW. I'll talk to you soon. You take care. Okay. You too. All bye bye. Right. Bye. The name of the show is Inverse Delirium. Yeah. Oh. This is the Inverse Delirium. Stricken listener. I'd like to thank you again for your patronage of our Pumble podcast. When I started the Inverse Delirium four years ago, I called it a new experiment in podcasting. And looking back, I wish I'd been wearing a lab coat when I said that. Nonetheless, these four podcasting years have been a delight in so many ways not least by introducing me and Betty to many wonderful people in Baltimore and beyond. We hope you've enjoyed the show and will think kindly of us in the future, for, in the future, the inverse delirium will not be. That is to say, Invidel is shutting down. 
And mind you, I wish I could make this part funny. It is with seriously mixed emotions that I say this, because it was so involving and challenging and brought me into contact with so many comedians and podcasters and actors and musicians and writers and birders, and even more comedians and podcasters. Writing sketches was enormously fun, and putting them together even funner. I'll miss that. But I am happy to say that, in summing up and looking back, I consider this podcast experiment a success. Let it never be said that we never let it be said, because we did, repeatedly. Going forward, I urge you to assuage your understandable anguish at the prospect of no longer hearing Infidel by seeking out new and different podcasts, perhaps starting with some of the ones we've made fun of, or those that feature one of our many podcasting guests. And our guests. Once again, I thank all of you for joining us. And you, listener, thank you from the bottom of my foot. And don't forget, I'll still be available for voice work, ghostwriting, and children's parties. Goodbye and farewell. Thanks, Jeffrey, and good luck. Hope to hear from you again soon on the Pod Waves. If you couldn't guess, that last bit there was his goodbye message that he's posted following his final episode. One beautiful characteristic of podcasting that neither television nor radio has ever been able to capture before is to really be able to microfocus your content. Unlike those broader forms of media, at least for now, you don't have to appeal to everybody. Hell, you can have a podcast that appeals to nobody if you want, although I'm not sure why anyone would want to engage in that kind of audio masturbation. Hob the Troll is a show that is hosted by a character that pops up at Renaissance fairs around the country. He sings and does comedy and is easily the happiest non-goat-eating troll around. In podcast form, Hob the Troll features guest characters often played by actors and comedians such as Mark Gagliardi's King John. Now we've clipped Hob before, but I want to feature something a little different. He recently upgraded his show's opening theme song both versions of which are so specific that I thought it would be fun to contrast and compare. Some TV shows used to have very specific theme songs. Think about things like The Addams Family. Or an even better example in this case is Gilligan's Island, where the theme song changed after, changed after the first season to include mentioning The Professor and Marianne instead of just referencing them simply as All the Rest. So here's the theme song that used to be for the first 30 episodes of Hob the Troll. He's a friendly subterranean outcast 
Playing shows and rocking his hobcast. His teeth are big, but don't be frightened. Cause those teeth are for smiling and not for biting. He's under the bridge late at night when you take a stroll. But don't be scared of Hob the Troll. He's not like the evil trolls in folklore. Or the little trinket trolls that you buy at the store. So if you like big lugs, you'll love Hob songs and his hugs. He's Hob the Troll. Just a lovable soul He's Hob the Troll If you walk on his bridge you don't have to pay a toll He's Hob the Troll Like a mixture of Shrek and Dave Grohl He's Hob the Troll He's Hob the Troll He's Hob the Troll Starting with episode 31, here's the new theme song. Where creatures dwelled and terrorized the common man We've heard the tales of beasts of old Of goblin kings, of monsters and their evil plans But oh, Hob the Troll, he's a very happy soul Though he's not fond of goats He's guaranteed to tickle your funny bone His teeth may be big, but it makes a bigger grin He lives underneath a bridge And he's a friend to just about everyone Hob the Troll, you turn into his hump Yes, it will soothe Just to bring this whole thing around, here's a clip from episode 31 where Hob talks with Corey Eno Ruffin, who not only did the new theme uh, for the show, but is available for a price to create a custom song for your podcast or heck, just for the fun of it. Now, you 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 were so kind as to uh, uh, help me out with this by part of your your project called Buy a Song. Yes. I've been doing it for, man, like, I don't know. We started like three years ago. And you know, you know where the inspiration from Buy a Song came from? Was it Dial a Song? No. Uh, well, I stole that name. Oh. But, but, <laughs> but no. Uh, well, it's, and I, and I stole that. I mean, lots of people have done this stuff. But mm-hmm. I wanted to do a service where you could um, get a song written about you. And we were doing fundraisers for the show and blah, blah, blah. But the inspiration came from Momus. You know Momus? Um, the electronic musician? Oh, I thought there's a, uh, there's a goblin who lives a couple doors down. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, not, not that guy who, who, who steals uh, cattle. Not that no, guy. He, no, he, yeah, he got in trouble for that. 
<laughs> like I, I know. only well, you get. I only knew about him because he had to introduce himself to the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of his parole. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, do you blame, do you blame a predator, you know, for just doing what he does? I think, you know, it's more on the farmer. He should have kept those fences, uh, you know, in better condition and he should have patrolled his land. I mean, you can't, you can't blame a, like a shark for biting someone. That's what they do. So Momus took a couple cattle and ate them raw. What's wrong yeah, with that? He was, he, he, the, the thing was, is that uh, we were going to, we were all going to enjoy it. You know, that was going to be the thing. And it's 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 kind of like the kid at the party who, uh, you know, sneaks off and licks all the frosting off the cake. Yeah, it's true. But, but I mean, I'm I'm against classism. You can't you can't exclude the goblins uh, from your parties and you can't blame oh, the I'm, goblin for goblin behavior. I'm I'm not. But that's listen. I, I, I just I think we were all just taken aback. <laughs> just like, oh, that's still a thing, huh? All right. <laughs> Well, next time, tell him, you know, if the party's at 7, tell him it's at 9. And then you can all have the the cattle before he shows yes. up. See, that's see, I like, that's another reason why uh, why why I think so highly of you is you, you, you like to problem solve. <laughs> and I, I appreciate these that. things through. Okay. Well, yeah, anyway. But anyway, so Momus, the other Momus, the electronic musician who got really mm-hmm. popular in Detroit, uh, but he's from, like, England or something. He wears an eye patch. He wrote a song about Wendy Carlos, you know, the yes. um, about Wendy Carlos. What happened? To, what could happen if Wendy Carlos went back in time and met Walter Carlos mm-hmm. and hooked up with Walter Carlos and had a kid? That makes sense. Um, you know, and, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, Wendy Carlos is a great synthesizer player who used to be a man, who used to be Walter Carlos. So he wrote this song about it. Right. Well, Wendy Carlos heard about the song and got really angry mm-hmm. and sued him for libel. Well, probably because, you know, without without getting too much into it, uh, I think it's it's uh, it's to to Wendy Carlos. She probably always was and, and, and thinks of herself always as Wendy Carlos. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? definitely. So definitely. I understand. But, Oh, of course. But for those of us, you know, perceiving history would wonder, wow, what if the two of them can meet? Because mainly it's out of excitement for the fantastic music that might happen. Okay. And I'm sure that that, that was Momus's, uh impetus. But Momus wrote the song. She sued him for libel. Mm-hmm. He owed all this money. I think it was like $80,000 or something. Mm-hmm. So to uh, raise the money, he said, oh, uh, send me $1,000 and I'll write a song about you. Oh. And people did. And people did. And he put out an album. Of all the songs he wrote about people, and he made enough money to cover his legal costs. Well, that's see, that's well, that's 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 taking something that's that's difficult and and turning it into something good. I like that. Yeah, there's there's a saying, isn't there? Like a <laughs> phrase about that or something. Um, I think like it s- is silk the... out of a sow's ear or something like yes. that. Yes, I, I I don't know. I'd ask the other molness, but I'd probably get a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> Why not give a listen to Hob at his home site, HobTheTroll.com? You'll also find him in all the other usual places. In honor of the return of 24 to Fox TV, here now is a classic Henderson's Pants commercial. Oh, Brad, I wish this moment could last forever. Oh, I wish it would too, Letitia, but you'll have to excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. Jack Bauer wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. 
Especially at a time like this. Jack Bauer? The guy from 24? In eight seasons, that guy saved the world over 23 times and never once had to spoil the moment by having to go to the bathroom. Gee, I wish I could be more like Jack Bauer. Me too, Brad. The wedding's off. Now you can control your bladder just like TV special agent Jack Bauer with the Bowtrow from Henderson's, modeled after the actual trousers worn by Jack Bauer of the hit TV show 24. The Bowtrow allows the wearer up to 24 hours of complete bowel and bladder control without pain, discomfort, or permanent damage to sensitive intestinal or urinary tracts. Before Bowtrow, avoiding embarrassing moments like these could only be achieved after months of difficult exercises, painful catheterization, or bulky adult diapers. But now, thanks to the same fabrics used on U.S. government restraining tables, the Bowtrow gently but firmly puts that call of nature on hold, freeing you up to save the world or just your little piece of it. It's a beautiful moon tonight, Brad. And if you'll notice, we've been staring at it for over six hours. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Bowtrow. Bowtrow from Henderson's. Innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. And now back to more of Succotash. It's Tweet Sack time. That moment every episode when we look inside the voluminous tweet sack, give Tweety a chance to fly around, and dip into the emails, tweets, and other messages that we've received in the past week or so. First up, I sent off some magnetic succotash buttons this week to folks who sent in their snail mail addresses. Sabrina Miller in San Diego, Dennis Rothman from The Worst Podcast in the World. Now, that's not a value judgment. That's what he has titled it, The Worst Podcast in the World. And Jennifer Palmer in London. Now, if you would like a nifty Succotash button, just send along your mailing address to button, B-U-T-T-O-N, at SuccotashShow.com, and I will even cover the postage. Now, overseas is going to take me a little longer to get to because it means I have to go to the post office in order to send those buttons out. Got a note and a request from Wayne Crunchy Baglin, co-host of The Crunch Time Show, a podcast that looks at a myriad of geekiness from games and movies to anything else that geeky nerdlings enjoy. They have a feature on the show called The Random Five, where their show board computer asks five random questions which you answer, then you get to ask one of your own. So Wayne asked if I'd play The Random Five, and here's what happened. This is The Random Five, a collection of queries and quandaries hand-picked by our question-generating computer. Hello, I am the excellent Random Inquisition creator. Please call me Eric. Welcome to the Random 5 user. Please introduce yourself. Hey there, it's Mark Hershon. I'm the host and executive producer of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. We feature clips from comedy podcasts all over the internet, all over the world really, as well as interviews with comedians and actors and podcasters, of course, and uh, other people in show business, basically. And we also do some other funny stuff on the show along the way. I am ready to generate some questions for you to answer. Are you prepared for this experience? Okay. I think I'm ready. Excellent. Loading questions now. Question 1. 
If you could pass on any advice to your teenage self, what would it be? Hmm, that's a good question. I would tell my teenage self all those times that you're bored and can't think of anything to do, really work at it hard because when you get older, you're going to want that time back so bad and you will not have enough time in the day. So fill it up while you can. Don't miss out. Question two. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Well, I was going to say I could play myself in the movie because I've been acting for over 30 years, but I want people to see the dang movie. So I guess Bradley Cooper? I don't know. Is that too pat, too kind of expected? Zach Galifianakis? That would be interesting. He doesn't look like me, but he's an actor, right? He can stretch. Question three. Is there anything funnier than a man being kicked in the balls? Yes, very definitely. Two men being kicked in the balls. Absolutely hilarious. Question four. If your house was burning down and you could only save two items, what would you take? I'm not going to opt for my wife because she can get out under her own power. So I think I would save, if I could save any two items, it would be my contact lenses. One for each eye because without them, I am as blind as a bat and I'm not getting out of that house without them. Question five. You get to become a porn director for a day. Congratulations. What is the name of the movie you will make, and what would the premise be? Ooh, the name of a porn movie. Uh, that's a good one. I would call it Tom Yanks. <laughs> and it would be all about how Tom Hanks, he just can't get work anymore, except by doing porn. And the only thing he can do is hand jobs. Now, I like Tom Hanks. Nothing against him, but just, uh, I don't know. Just, I'd like to see that title on a film, Tom Yanks. How about that? Now please contribute to my database by providing a random question. What would I do if somebody handed me a hundred million dollars? Now, this is a question that was actually asked of me by Dana Carvey uh, one day. The answer I gave him was, I mean, this is a serious answer, was, you know, I would, I would make all the movies that I've been trying to get made for years. I have all these scripts, all these ideas, and it's so hard to get one made that if somebody gave me a hundred million bucks, I would make you know, all these movies. How about that? And I would get a new microphone for my, my, my podcast. Thank you for your cooperation. You now have 30 seconds to promote anything that you desire. Your time starts immediately. Suckatash. You've heard of it, right? Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. It's on usually once a week. You'll find it on iTunes and you'll find it on SoundCloud. And we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio. Check out our Facebook page, Suckatash Show on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to the show streaming there. And of course, you can go to our home site, SuckatashShow.com. And uh, there is a show blog for every episode of the show that goes up. So you can read all about it. And there's links to all the shows that we feature. Time is up. You are welcome. Thank you for participating in the Random Five. Now please stop touching me and get the hell out of my sight. Thank you very much crunch time show computer i've been uh, happy to answer your questions now goodbye it is time for me to shut down for today good night and you stay classy planet earth
you are listening to The Crunch Time Show. For that, we can only apologise. Funny enough, the Random Five sounds nothing like the rest of The Crunch Time Show, which is largely Crunchy and his wife, The Scully, talking about lots and lots of nerdy stuff. Pick them up at their home site on Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, or off their Facebook page. I tweeted Doug Benson from Doug Loves Movies this week about doing an interview when he's in San Francisco in July, but he DM'd me back and said he wouldn't have time this trip, but maybe a little later. (sighs) This is me holding my breath. I'm off to L.A. next week, so I've been trying to get some interviews together while I'm down there. Also making plans to meet up with some other podcast friends, including Kelly Carlin, Rick Overton, as well as Travis and Brandy Clark from Tiny Odd Conversations. Well, that's about it for the Tweet Sack this episode, save for the recitation of those folks who are all a Twitter about Succotash in the past week or so, mentioning us, retweeting us, following us, and so forth. By the way, if it helps at all, I like to pretend that this list of people is actually a list of donors to the show. Comedy for Life, Zombie Mommy, Smarmy Jerk Face, Good Underscore Podcasts, M. Malkoff, Adu Radio, Travis Knight, Brit and American, The Bitter Sound, Tom Jackson Jr., Broadcast Basement, Level 7 Access, Benny Michaels, Utter Tosh Pod, Scott Taylor, A.J. Rodriguez, Wrong Foot Podcast, The Michelle Wojo, Cassandra Spears, John Phillips, Aaron O'Connor, Strange Tea Show, Pod Igniter, Salty Language Pod, Michael Anderson, Conrad and Jack Show, Corey Epps, Fake Ann Curry, Ella James, The Comedy Buffet, Kim Cormack, Rick Overton, Brandon Greeter, and That Guy Elliot. So that's it for the Tweet Sack this week. Uh, you can always write me at Mark, M-A-R-C, at SuckatashShow.com if you've got any questions or anything else you'd like to bring up about podcasts. And, of course, you're welcome to call our uh, our Suckatash hotline, which is not toll-free but shouldn't cost you a whole lot of money. The number is 818-921-7212. And Bill Haywatt will repeat that number at the end of the show or just hit the rewind button on your audio device, and I'll say it again and again. It's been a long time coming, but Epi 9, 9 of the Bon and Oboe show has finally dropped. It's a pretty inventive show, but since Bon and Oboe seem to rarely, if ever, get along, it takes a while to get these shows out. The last one, in fact, took a solid year. That was a year ago that episode 8 came out, which is why Bon moonlights on the Strange Time show as well as the Bon and Oboe show. In this clip, Oboe has had enough disrespect from his mic mate, Bon, and decides to file a complaint. Number 84, please. Yes, yes, I'm number 84. Woohoo! Thank you. If you'd just like to go to insult in room 3, Mr. Brown will see you now. Wonderful. Thank you. Wait. What room did you say? Consultant room three, sir. No, I I thought you said... uh, Oh, never mind. Room three, yeah? Yes, that's right, sir. Owen, sir? Yes, what? I'm watching you. Whatever. Right, finally. What the... Ah, Obo, there you are. What? What took you so long? What the hell are you doing here? 
Where's Mr. Brown? Don't be an idiot. There's no Mr. Brown. So, what are you saying? You're the complaints department? Well, what did you expect? We can't afford a real one. So how can we afford that receptionist out there, then? Who? Who? The woman in the waiting room. Oh, yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, I don't know who she is. She just what? likes hanging around out there. Really? I just find that if you smile and nod, she generally ignores you. She made me take a ticket and wait. <laughs> yeah, she did that to me once. <laughs> she's a card. Yeah, well, that actually really pissed me off. Oh, come on now. She's only mucking around. She needs mucking out more like. What? Look, wh why are you in the bath? Well, this is a bathroom. Yes, I realise that. But why are you in the bath right now? Well, I'm... Having a bath? No, no, I mean, why are you having a bath at this precise moment? Well, it was hot in the studio and right. I was feeling a little sweaty, so oh. I decided to come and have a bath. Okay. As you had buggered off, I thought that was a, a good time to go. Yeah, but you knew why I'd buggered off. Yes, so I took the opportunity. And yeah. here I am. And yes. here you are. And here yes. we both are. Oh, for God's sake. You see, this is exactly the reason why I wanted to complain. Well, go on, then. Complain. What? what who to? Me, you fucking pillock. Uh, well, OK. If I do, will you listen? Yep. I mean, really listen? Yep. And not judge? Nope. Seriously? Yep. Right, OK, then. Yep. Here I go. Okay. Uh, well, basically... That's right, Mr. Carstairs. <sighs> Tell me your problems. What are you doing? I'm just getting into character. Carry on. Uh, okay. Hmm. Well, basically, I don't like the way that you treat me on Please. the show. Please. Oh, for God's sake. For the purpose of this, regard me as a neutral person. What? But it's you that I... It will be beneficial for us both. <sighs> okay, whatever. Basically... I'm not happy with the way that I'm treated on the show. Hmm, yes, I see. And which show would that be? Uh, seriously? Mr. Carstairs, this is very serious. Uh, the Bonanobo show, you fucking moron. What other show do you think I'm talking about? No, no, Mr. Carstairs. Name-calling isn't the answer. I'm just trying right. to generate a complete picture of your problems so I can visualise the full extent of your physical and mental trauma. Only really? then can I assess your issues and give guidance of the correct course of action to take. Oh, you're such a dick. That may be true, Mr Carstairs, but we're here to discuss your problems, uh, not no, mine. No, I, I meant... Uh, it doesn't matter. And stop calling me Mr Carstairs. It's freaking me out. What would you like me to call you? Oboe, for fuck's sake. Okay, then. Oboe, for fuck's sake. Tell no! me... No! Fucking hell. It's Oboe. Just Oboe. Oh, you're doing this on purpose. Doing what, Oboe? Deliberately trying to wind me up. No, you're doing a very good job on your own. Maybe but... this is the root of all your problems. What? You're unbelievable. You know that? Well, thank you very much, Oboe. That's very no, kind no, of you to I say. No, I didn't mean it in that way. Now, you just know a what I fucking well meant. <sighs> You're just being yes. a complete... Yes! Oh. What do you mean, yes? Uh, um, uh, s sorry, what was that? Sorry? Are you even listening to anything that I'm saying? <sighs> sorry, sorry, Oboe. Oh. What was that? Um, I was concentrating cleaning my board. I know very well what you were doing. Yeah. I can see it very vividly, and I wish... Okay. I wish you wouldn't. What, what's wrong? Are you, uh, are you offended by this? Um, quite frankly, 
Yes, it disgusts me. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry, Obo, but um, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, this is a bathroom after all. I can see I'm getting absolutely nowhere. You know what? What? Wait, I geez, think what you're right. Well, hello I, uh, Hello, excuse me, um, we're having a meeting in here? Y- yes. Mm, yes, I can see that. So do you mind leaving? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. He might be lost, you know. Right. Can, can okay. we help you? Mm, my name is Morris Worthington Smythe. Well, it's mm. very pleased to meet you, uh, Mr. Smythe. Um, Thank you. Are you lost? Oh, no, not at all. Right, well, in that case, then, do you mind waiting outside mm. until we've finished? Y- yeah, mm. we've nearly done here. Uh-huh. Certainly, but can I say one thing before I go? Um, no, just leave. Uh, sure, yeah, go ahead. <sighs> mm, it flows, it flows what? deep uh. inside my body. Mm. Okay. Uh, I bid you adieu. Bye then. What the fuck? Well, that was weird. You can catch those two going at each other over at their home site at bonandobo.com. That's B-O-N-N and obo, O-B-O dot com. Or just come to succotashow.com and click on the title of their show in our show blog, and it will whisk you there in comfort. Have you had a chance to catch Silicon Valley, that new Mike Judge comedy on HBO yet? I find it really funny. And I think at least uh, for those of us who live within spitting distance of the real Silicon Valley, there's more than a germ of truth in what's going on there. And TJ Miller is one of the best parts of that show for my money. He also can't seem to stop showing up as a guest on the Cashing In podcast with Cash Levy, which is probably why they've subtitled it with T.J. Miller. Comedian Cash Levy hosts, and T.J. does what he does best, which is to wreak havoc. Now, our associate producer, Tyson Sainer, sent in this clip, which is fairly self-explanatory, but if you don't get it, I don't think I'm going to be much help explaining it to you. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I'm here in Guantanamo Bay. I uh, visiting Trisket Hurlebutton, and as you know, Trisket is the T.J. Miller impersonator uh, who was fingered for the murder of Mackie Sasser. Uh, he's in solitary confinement here. Now, I visit Trisket periodically because I feel a bit responsible he's in here, just a little. As you know, it was T.J. Miller that was behind the wheel the night Mackie Sasser died. But since T.J. is one of my favorite guests, we sold out Trisket and uh, basically fingered him and put him in... Uh, Guantanamo, he's doing a life sentence here. Um, I send him pinball machines as much as I can. He's on a bacon fast, from what I hear. Uh, it just means he only eats bacon. He eats it really fast when he gets it. Uh, apparently, I've heard he's down to he's down to 12 pounds. That's all he is. He's just uh, basically bones, but he plays a lot of pinball. I hear uh, they're doing a sequel to Tommy about him. It's called The, the Who's Trisket. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm here for Trisket, and it's been like an hour. I've been just waiting in the waiting room here at Guantanamo Bay. And uh, what's the... What, oh, hey, is it TJ? <sighs> TJ? TJ, what are you doing here? TJ? The cash. What the... Sorry, the, I, I Horton, drifted off. The, I was looking what, out into the, the abyss. What, you know? what are you doing here, buddy? What do you mean, what am I doing here? Are you here to visit... I'm visiting Trisket. Oh, I, I had no idea you, you came and visited Trisket. I mean, you, do you feel sort of responsible that he's here? Well, don't put words in my mouth, Cash. But yes, I feel somewhat responsible that he's here. Oh, in fact, yeah. exactly what you just said. Exactly. Where are you here? Almost for word for word. Are you trying to words steal his, in my mouth? Are you trying to steal his pinball machine? Back? I'm not going to steal his pinball machine, but I'll tell you this: the, the pinball machine that you feel is rightfully yours. I smuggled him in some bacon. I, I always bring him a little bit of turkey bacon. 
And some real bacon. And then some fake and bacon, which is when I just hand him a pile of nails and I go, it's bacon. He goes, this is just nails. And I goes, I'm just faking. That ain't bacon. Hit it. Bow, bow, bow. I usually have a guy behind me with a guitar. Bow, bow, bow. Is from just, Deep Purple behind you? Bow, yeah. bow, bow. Is that I Deep love, Purple? Bow, I don't know. Bow, you know. I don't know much about music, but I do know that Deep bow, Purple bow. is not one of the best names for a band. No, not one of the not one of the better ones. How often yeah. do you come by and visit Trisky? Um, I come by like once every couple months. I haven't seen him in a while because uh, I, I heard he's kind of wasting away in here. So I wanted to encourage him to, to eat a little more. Um, I feel guilty. I feel a little guilty that we did this to him. Um, but somebody had to go down, yeah. and it wasn't going to be you, my friend, because you're one of my favorite guests. Well, I don't know if I told you, but you're I can't one of believe the, he got fingered for the crime, though. But you're one of the you're one of the and arrested. You're one of the best guests that I've had on this show. And Triscuit, to be honest with you, I mean, he does a great T.J. Miller. He does a great yeah, T.J. Miller, he but he's not quite as like he doesn't have the soul that you have. It, it wasn't the same interviewing him. Well, he's a sociopath. Yeah, there's that too. There is um, that. But I'm just waiting for him here. In the, you know what we should do? What? Here's a, I have an idea. Why don't we, while we wait for him, do a uh, podcast? I take a vow of silence. What? I, I brought my equipment. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, just, I, just took, ugh, I just took a vow of silence. Can you take it back? I don't, can you take back How vows? How long was the vow? I mean, for, it was a vow of silence there has to be for a, 48 hours. Oh, uh, because there, usually there's some kind of like... Um, like Decline. You can devow. You can devow. There's a clause. You can devow. You can you can a vow. You can avow. That's right. Yeah. You can amend the the vow. That's what you can do. An amendment. Let's add uh, an amendment. And that is the the vow no longer is of silence. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, it's Guantanamo for you. It's it's really. I mean, listen, we're not going to. This is really authentic. I know you're used to the. It's very authentic. It's shockingly authentic. There's an authenticity to this that just feels like it's just veracity. It's just every part of it feels true. Yeah. This is like a shirt that's made of genuine cotton. God. And you know what I love about genuine cotton? It's just so sincere. It's like, you know what? I'm comfy. You're cold. It's Let's do this a thing. genuine cotton shirt? <laughs> that's what I think all shirts say to each other. Hey, I'm comfy. You're cold. Let's do this I'm gonna thing. I'm going to look you in the eyeball and tell you the truth. Let's do this because thing. Ultimately, right in your eyeball. Ultimately, all clothing, for the most part, is because you're cold. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe bathing suits or not, but I'd say every you wouldn't if you could, you wouldn't have any clothing unless you needed to. That's right. That's true. You don't put on a shirt. Guys don't have to wear a shirt. No, we don't. I don't. You I can often carry, don't you wear can carry a shirt with you to go into you know a fucking subway. Right. When you got to walk into one of those goddamn things and try and figure out where the fuck is going on. You had to make your own sandwich. Hey, buddy, I paid, I paid for a sandwich. You want to make it for me? Quit asking me what, what banana peppers are. You understand? This is so exciting that you're here, like, cause I, I was actually. They really gonna, let us get loud in well, the was, waiting room. I, was, I know. I was going to interview Triscuit, this... but I don't know what's going on. They're not letting me in. And I might as well just interview you. Can we, let's just do cashing in with TJ, uh, just, just one more time, just for old time. Okay. Sake. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. All right. I think that's okay. Cashing in with TJ Miller is amongst the fine stable of shows over at nerdist.com, which is where you can find all of their episodes. Thanks again to Tyson. We get to hear from someone we've not clipped in a while. Jackie Cation and her show, The Dark Forest, continues to root out the well-known and semi-well-known who are into sometimes some obscure and even archaic stuff. This snippet comes from her Epi 227 with guest Emily Gordon, better known as the co-host of the Indoor Kids podcast with husband Kumail Nanjani, a co-star of the aforementioned Silicon Valley show, by the way. Jackie and Emily chat about comedy and mental health. 
Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. It's Jackie Cation sitting here with Emily V. Gordon. Hello. That's right. Is that what your Twitter handle is? Emily uh, V. No, Gordon? I did not get on board early enough to get that, so my Twitter handle is the Dynamite. <laughs> which if I thought about Spelled it. Spelled G-Y-N, if I remember correctly. G-Y-N. Correct. So a lot of people think it's like Gynomite, which yeah. it could be. You own it. You're willing. I mean, you, I couldn't even get Dynamite. I had to get the Dynamite. This was years ago. <laughs> It's a kind of a bummer, but it's you're supposed to scream it like Jimmy Walker. That's how you're supposed to. Oh, Gino Mike. Yeah, Gino right. Mike. Excellent. Yeah. Have you ever met Jimmy Walker? Never met Jimmy Walker. You're a fascinating guy. Ooh, I've uh, but not funny. Sadly, <laughs> uh, Jackass Alert. Jackie does he Cation think just he's funny. He does stand up comedy. Oh, I see. I know what you're off stage. To. Very funny. Is very weird? interesting? Yeah, he should have a podcast because I think podcasts are perfect for people. Of that, yeah. Of yes, that yes. He should definitely have a Jimmy, Jimmy. We worked together in Atlantic City probably four years ago. I ate it for a lot. It was probably the worst shows I've ever had, <laughs> and um, you were one of the reasons. Uh, no, anyway, uh, <laughs> you weren't helping matters. <laughs> you did not aid in my journey, but your your stories were fascinating. And anyway, Gino might tell the stories. Uh, there we go. So. But it is emilyvgordon.tumblr.com. That is my, yeah. Where you speak to real issues. Yeah, I do. I was a therapist for many years, uh, and mental health is like a huge passion of mine. Uh, and you're four? Uh, I'm for mental health. Excellent. I tend to Just be for. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. You know, sometimes, and that means different things for different people. What I'm not for is happiness. I'm okay. Or mental health. Excellent. Whatever Excellent. that means. And right. that means a, a a cadre of ups and downs in your life. There's a spectrum. We should be feeling those feelings. We should be feeling all the emotions. And not I'm a just huge fan of feeling my oh. feelings. I'm not a huge fan of actually f- feeling my feelings, but I'm a huge okay. fan of allowing feelings to be, I, realizing that it's the only way to really have good feelings is to have bad feelings. It's true. Mm-hmm. What do you do with your bad feelings? Do you make them, do you squash them? Do you ignore them? No, no. Some, well, sometimes, I mean, like I, I seem to be, uh, I am a, a lady in my, my, my middle forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Uh, no, I was going to already. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am not dead and the aging process continues. Uh, and even late middle forties, but whatever it is, I'm not really, I don't know that I'm having menopause. Mm-hmm. I've looked it up. Uh, but I seem to be having emotional issues that might be related to me- menopause. Um, Hormones are such a crazy... I seem to still be fertile. That would be a horrifying idea if we were to have a little baby waffle ashcraft or something. Ter- yeah, Andy is always looking for the most interesting name ever. I said you can continue to make that joke if only you do it well into my 60s. Waffle ashcraft is what well, He's always coming up with a new one. He said the other day it was Seamus. Hmm. And I said, Seamus is a real name that people name their kids. And Irish he said, people. Yeah, and yeah. he is of Irish ancestry. He is a Foley. It's also a good Metroid reference. So it's like, yeah. cover a couple bases there. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why we've digressed into my world, but you have a <laughs> mental health uh, uh, podcast that talks about mental health. Uh, no, uh, not I, podcast. Tumblr. Yeah. Tumblr. Uh, yeah. So that's basically, I just, uh, it's, it's funny stuff, but it's also like body image stuff. It's self-esteem stuff. It's uh, in- dealing with anger. And I l- answer questions from that people write me. Uh, which I, at this point, have a backlog of maybe 150. I try to get to as many as I can. I Because you try to be thorough, right? You try, try to, to be, be thorough, sincere yeah. and thorough Although and thoughtful. one aspect of every answer I give is, you should probably see a therapist. <laughs> I, I read some of them, yeah. and almost every one of them was like, you realize I'm not actually your therapist. Yeah. That's a, a disclaimer <laughs> I give on the side, because I'm also, I've gotten a couple of the people who were like, hey, guess what? I'm going to kill myself. I'm like, anonymously saying that to me. 
that's not really cool. I, that isn't cool. Yeah, if you're struggling, that's fine. But like, I, I'm not, uh, by doing, answering the questions, I'm not like responsible for anyone's mental health, obviously. But I have had a lot of training. I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm here to kind of, uh, hopefully enlighten a little bit and yeah. vaguely entertain. And not, and not be sad when someone doesn't write to you anymore and you're like, gee, I wonder if they killed themselves. <laughs> I would love to get Jackie Cation on for an interview sometime on this show. I've talked to her at the past two L.A. podcast festivals and have been unable to get her to commit to a sit down. But one of these days, in the meantime, find her over at the show's home site, tdf.libson.com. You can also find her on the All Things Comedy Network. Our final clip for this episode was scrounged out of the tweet sack. It's from Center City Comedy. We've given it its very own slot here on this episode. A quintet of Philadelphia's comedians, H. Foley, Kevin Ryan, Tom Cassidy, Reggie Conquest, and Andy Chavone, belly up to the mic and deliver up jokes, insults, and opinions about a variety of topics. The clip they sent in starts off talking about school basketball, then somehow sidetracks into a discussion about one of the guy's long-lost classmates, and then that discussion disintegrates into unstoppable, contagious giggling. How about you, Siobhan? You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever play basketball in your life? I did. Uh, my For St. Mary's... Girls team? St. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's girls, girls high. Remember, they would never let me play, but I did play like... Uh, <laughs> Tommy sticks? They would never <laughs> let me play. Like the one game I played, I made this two-point shot, and then all the nerd friends that I had also on the team, we like celebrated like I won the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. But we were, like way, we were like way ahead of the team. That's why they put me in. You're like the retarded kid they show on ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) Lucas, he's taking during threes. No one's one's blocking him. He's just at the top of the key. Go, Andy, go. I I got it. It's like in my head watching the ball. I think I threw it up way too high. Hit the rafters. (laughs) Got stuck up there. Everybody had to go home. All comes to Siobhan. Nice going, Siobhan. Shut up, Mahoney. <laughs> hey, screw you, Mahoney. <laughs> Don't forget to come over. We're going to look at child porn. <laughs> oh, Andrew, I thought you did very good in basketball game. <laughs> and you can't tell it's me, your weird Japanese friend from high school. <laughs> I By the, the way, I fuck dog now. <laughs> we get married. <laughs> Will you be my best man, Chavon? <laughs> I know we haven't talked in a long time. But I miss you, Andrew. <laughs> it is man dog because I am gay. Shavon <laughs> 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 put his mic down. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to get that. We got to get that kid to a show. <laughs> Jeff, what's his name? Oh my! He's probably God. not allowed back in the United States. How are you gonna get him in the fucking show? <laughs> oh, Andrew, I would come to show. <laughs> <laughs> But I am in love with a building in downtown Tokyo. <laughs> Why was the first half of that? No accent. Downtown Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I am in love with a building in downtown Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that you were talking in an accent. <laughs> What's this kid's name? Uh, Unagi. <laughs> Actually, Tim Jones. He was adopted. That's fake. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the alias Good he gave him. you. Ah, <laughs> uh, do me a favor. Uh, authorities here in country not very happy with Kojiva. Can you call me Tim Jones? I don't think they will. His know mouth that. keeps moving after he's done talking. 
He's dubbed over. <laughs> he was your only friend in high school? I had two others. I had a, a fat friend and a guy that was dorkier than me. Uh, oh, yeah, man. you got to have one dorkier. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Urkel? How's that? <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> what were the other two's names, first names? Uh, Sean and Patrick. Oh, Andrew, I don't like <laughs> I don't like when Sean and Patrick come with us. I like oh, to have a long time. Just Siobhan and Tim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Mrs. Siobhan. Could I use your computer for several hours alone in the garage? <laughs> Siobhan, will you go to prom with Tim Jones? <laughs> it's either take you or take robot Tim Jones just made. <laughs> oh, Siobhan. When did he get in touch with you? On Facebook? He recently got in touch with me on Facebook out of nowhere. Oh, I see you do comedy. I am in tears. Love you always, Tim Jones. <laughs> there is something to be said, and I'm not sure what, about five guys sitting around giggling. Their home site seems to be in some sort of transition. I can't really bring it up on the web, but you can find Center City Comedy on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the other usual hangs. It's time for our burst o durst with comedian Will Durst, who gets into some alternatives to lethal injections in the U.S., since that, that doesn't seem to be working out so well recently. Hey guys, Will Durst here to say we don't have enough stuff to worry about. Now we're running out of ways to kill people, legally. First, the maker of the go-to lethal injection drug, thiopental, stopped producing it. Then, states turned to a different drug called pentobarbital, but the Danish manufacturer didn't like being associated with executions, so they pulled the plug. Now, the state's departments of killing are resorting to unreliable and possibly illegal sources, meaning we could be shooting people up with Drano-flavored jello soon. You know, these punishments are being carried out on behalf of we the people, so shouldn't we the people have a say in the process? Come on, man, it's the 21st century. Why not kill the condemned creatively? Film it for pay-per-view. Make some coin on the back end. There's tons of ways to end a person's life that would be a barrel of fun at the same time and eminently watchable. For instance, imagine the hilarity to be had if a convicted man were forced to spend an entire evening in the company of Joan Rivers. Or what if they were dispatched to be Chris Christie's pedicab driver, Vladimir Putin's food taster, Barack Obama's personal pollster, work as the only salesman at a footlocker during the next re-release of Air Jordan Classics, an entire season on Dancing with the Stars as Chelsea Handler's partner. Spend a day in Times Square dressed in the Disney character costume of the evil bird from Aladdin. Got three words for you people. CSI Miami binge-a-thon. And finally, 
we could force the doomed to wear Google Glass and to dive bars all over the Mission District of San Francisco. And the beauty of that one is, they function as their own cameraman. For Suckatash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Check out Will Durst on the web at willdurst.com. He's also tweeting as at Will Durst on Twitter. All right. It's time to say goodbye to Epi87. Adios, sayonara, Alf Wiedersehen, au revoir, and other assorted international ways to say see you later that I can butcher with my American tongue. Until next time, don't be afraid to shop at Amazon by using the oh-so-handy banner at the top of our SuckatashShow.com page, or click the donate button that you see there. We'll give you a hearty shout-out during the next episode if you kick us a few quatloos. Or you can click on the link to our Suckatashery and perch some merch. We'll be eternally grateful, and again, we'll shout your name to the heavens. I'm off to L.A. for a week. I may do a little Epi 87.5 from the road if I'm in a mood for rambling to myself. Otherwise, it'll be Epi 88 when next we meet. Either way, please remember to pass the Suckatash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott. Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Turges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotage. Goodbye.